Welcome to Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. And we are the creators of Grow Me a Story. Our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I brought 10 separate guests throughout 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. For this final episode in the final month of 2022, we're bringing back to you all 10 of those guests as we review the insights that they brought to each of our questions. You can look at the show notes posted below to keep track of each speaker but we'll also reintroduce them in small groups throughout the podcast. We'll begin this episode with Rachel Cruzmark, Carl Rowe, and Simon Miller as we quiz them about overcoming the resistance to create that almost all creatives experience from time to time. Here is episode five of the Dreams and Bones Year in Review. I think how I overcome resistance is that I just don't do it. And I just like, if I know I have to do like have a project, I like if somebody says, Oh, I need, I am really interested or they commission me to do something. And I don't quite, sometimes they don't know what they want, but they don't know what they don't want or whatever. But anyway, um, I, I procrastinate because I feel like if you, procra- if I procrastinate, it forces me to actually, I have to do something. So that resistance, that monkey mm-hmm. mind that comes in, mm-hmm. there's no room for that because mm-hmm. you've got to, pre- you've got to put it out there. Mm-hmm. So deadlines would be good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I don't really ever get like in a creative rut or at least I don't feel it. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I'm, it's in a rut. I don't think like, oh, I really need to do something. I kind of just enjoy the rest when I'm not having to like mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. do and, and create. I would say that uh, the art, in the artist's way, I think isn't I think she's the one that talked about morning pages mm-hmm. and writing. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that changed that changed a lot for me, especially mm-hmm. back earlier when I when I was writing mm-hmm. um, a lot more, and that it was like just get it out. It's mm-hmm. just it's yeah. just a way to because it's most of what you write is garbage anyway. Right. It's just right. the thoughts. It's yes. not you're not crafting it mm-hmm. necessarily. Right. You're just getting the ideas out. Yeah, and um, that, yeah, that's been a big part for me too. Of no, and, I'm not a failure. I'm not a loser. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, you know, and, and counteracting all that. And yes, I can do this. And blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. so you do you do that with visual art stuff and ceramics? And I do. I just start drawing. Just, I just go, oh, okay. I need to make some things. Here's an idea. This is how I would do it. And I just put it. It's like the the garbage. It, mm-hmm. it might turn into something, but it might not. I just start keeping throwing ideas. But mm-hmm. I think it's a discipline. It and is. I think yeah. she yeah. talks a lot about that. About mm-hmm. you, you put it. You put it in your schedule. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. Every day, just like you would put in there that you have to go to work or that you mm-hmm. have to go get groceries. or It's yes. like what you do. Right. And I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of, I like the, that you are using a Julia, yes. Julia camera. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's always somebody better than you mm. it's always somebody worse and, and even if somebody's better 
I'm different than them. Mm-hmm. And you just have to get over that. Just do what you want to do. And, uh, but uh, what things that would hold me back was usually uh, lack of money, mm-hmm. you know, even the money to, to study with somebody special. Yeah. And you don't have the money. So, uh, or, uh, you know, I got married and had children, and that it's not about me anymore. You're right. I, I got to take care of these kids. That's and, right. Uh, That's right. And so you give it up. So I, I gave it up for a long time. And then just gradually kind of, I was dabbling in it and could mm-hmm. come back. Now I'm just having fun with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be better than this person and that person. And yeah. just, just do what I can do and mm-hmm. enjoy it. So, yeah, it's not about getting famous and being a millionaire. And, right. You know. Right. Yeah, and, you know, the era we grew up in, I'm so glad I didn't get famous, say. Mm-hmm. You sure. Know, to, you look at these people that and they get into drugs and, mm-hmm. and it's all the pressure and yeah. they go crazy. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so thankful <laughs> I didn't get, <laughs> get in that rut. Yeah. Yeah, I just... When I got back on in the piano on my own, it was from hearing a person play ragtime, and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I I have to learn that. Yeah, and yeah. so I think I improved more doing something I really wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. You, know, you learn to memorize mm-hmm. it. I, that's a good question too. And it, it has a little bit of, I can sprinkle, maybe it's more than sprinkled some tech into that, but I'd like to end more positively. So the, the first part, that resistance, that hesitation, that lack of confidence, or that I think that there's so much truth to why I, I'm never going to be. So I went to a, a, a worship conference yep. 15 years ago in, in Tacoma, Washington, and Paul Balash was there and all these people were there. And at the time I just loved the technical part of Paul Balash. He would talk about chords and why chords work and why they don't. And I'm still very, very interested in that. This guy got up, this other guy, I can't remember his name, but I told Paul about it. And he played, he made this guitar literally sound like five different instruments. Mm. And Paul Balash came on after that and went, I don't even know if I should pick up my guitar and try after that. And I go, now, wait a minute. <laughs> Here's a guy that I think is one of the best in as far as spiritual creativity and mm-hmm. and and guitar playing and singing, Chris Tomlin esque, you know, mm-hmm. like just wonderful. And he's going, man, I don't even want to pick up my trumpet or my guitar after mm-hmm. hearing so and so. He's so good. I'll never be that good. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of hit me. We're all on these levels. Right. And if we all did, I'm never gonna be as good right. as so-and-so, I think that that's a barrier. I think that goes to some of the quotes that you read about those books and those authors. And the other one is, I think uh, that's an inhibitor is, yeah, no one really cares if I share this or not. Or someone's already shared this and it's not original. Mm -hmm. And I think we get caught up on that. Mm -hmm. I think we can't get caught up on, well, I didn't think of that. I got the idea from someone else and this is my interpretation or my representation of it. No one's going to care. I think, I think, that those are two that we just those we have to encourage others that if we ever see them doing that mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. to encourage them to do to know you share and you keep doing your thing next up nancy hanks q 
Carrie Stewart Parks and Joni Bartell share about encountering and overcoming the negative voices of resistance. Well, right now, I'll usually get about halfway through a film that we're shooting and I'll think, what am I doing? Mm. This is awful. I just, mm. I can't, uh, you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I doing this? And it's all, and the only thing that keeps me going is the people involved in mm. it because I, I just feel like I've totally failed. Mm. And, uh, and usually by the end of it, when it gets edited and the music's in and the effects and everything, it's okay. You know, it's not so bad at all. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why people go through that terrible self-doubt. <laughs> um, but it, it happens just about every time, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, uh, I have never, um, I've never quit in the middle of doing anything. I've mm -hmm. always finished. Mm -hmm. And that came from the way I was raised too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, that's the worst thing you can do is quit in right. the middle of something. Don't ever, ever do that. Mm -hmm. and, and that came from my mother and from my father. You just uh, keep going no matter what. Mm -hmm. uh, it yeah. doesn't matter what you think. Just, mm -hmm. just keep doing one foot in front of the other and you'll get there. Mm -hmm. And so that's uh, that. And, <laughs> boy, Paul, I felt that way a lot, you mm -hmm. know, that I just, it, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Is that an experience that you share with people? Do you talk about the struggle or do you, I hide it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I do too. I think at the beginning, um, when, when we start something, I, one of the things I always say is, uh, this isn't easy. You know, if you Good. think, Good. Uh, if you think this is, you know, this, you're just going to breeze right through this. This is, this is hard because I see you guys with your lines done and you, and I'm telling you where to move and all of this stuff. You're spending all this time at home learning the character, memorizing the lines, trying to get this thing together. And then you're coming in to a director that's tell, that's saying cut right in the middle of what you're saying <laughs> and saying, can you pick it up there? And you're going, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Uh, pick it up where now? And and you're, tr you're trying to get that all going. And it's it's really confusing. And, um, and it's... It's like the director and the crew doesn't care. Just say your lines and hit your mark and shut up. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it, and it's just, yeah, it, it's. Um, I try I try to tell people it's it's really hard, and or or show them that it's really hard. Joni and I did that the first time. Mm -hmm. You know, when we had the kids out on the street. So I don't have a lot of those in my head. I have uh, I have enough on the exterior that I don't need a lot of the interior. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a certain amount of that. Um, for example, my contract, my writing contract was not renewed, mm -hmm. and it wasn't because the books weren't good. They won every award that there possibly was. They mm -hmm. were doing fine that way, but because it was a big publishing house one of the big five it's all about sales mm. and if you don't hit your sales number then mm. then they can't carry you so even though i was probably one of their favorite writers because i made my deadlines and mm -hmm. i was easy to work with and so on that it had to hit those sales mm. numbers and the big problem is that i'm writing christian fiction mm -hmm. 
It's not romantic suspense. It's straight uh, mystery thriller suspense. And that's a very slender little market there. Mm -hmm. So that that's a problem. And if you're, say, a romance writer, a romance reader will read upwards of, you know, 50 books a year or more. And they'll read anybody's romance. They're mm -hmm. just open to anything. <laughs> a person reading in my genre is very selective as to their author. So you mm -hmm. have to be discovered. And it takes a long time to be discovered. Mm -hmm. So for me, that mm -hmm. interior thing is, well, you know, obviously you're not good enough. Obviously, right. you know, you're uh, maybe you should just give up. You know, mm -hmm. just you're beating your head against a wall. Nobody wants your stuff. Nobody wants to read it, and, and it's more that kind mm -hmm, of thing. Mm -hmm, it's right. based on exterior mm -hmm. input sure. that what I'm doing is not is not good, and because I have more than one avenue, maybe I I will take a hiatus and look at another direction. Maybe I'll paint for a while, mm -hmm. go back to blue beads. <laughs> there you go, pink beads. Oh, I haven't done pink beads. <laughs> um, and I'm praying. Praying's a huge part of it. Uh, God says if you pray in his name, meaning in his will, in, in what he wants, then he will answer. Mm -hmm. Of course, the answer may be no. But, <laughs> That's right. but he will answer. <laughs> he will answer. <laughs> Yes. You know, I mean, especially when there's deadlines, like mm -hmm. when we're talking about in as a job, you know, as a dancer, as a mm -hmm. whatever, it can be pretty terrifying. But that's where when there's I think if you think of it as go about your business, don't think about it, you know, there's that need. And then things fall into place, things come to my mind, you know, come to my mind. But I know when like you're thinking about people that like writer's block or painter's block or that block. Mm -hmm. And I, I just go back to what my mom taught us. She was very strict in a, such a different way than probably what other people would think about it. And all of us, even my sister's here last week and things that we were just fit to be tied about but so grateful mm -hmm. as you've grown up yeah. but she would always say if you're down if you're depressed if you're something's you know whatever go make somebody a pie oh and that was her answer go that. make somebody a pie <laughs> and there's also resistance to even wanting to do that but mm -hmm. what it taught me was to stop thinking about yourself mm -hmm. and yeah. think of somebody else and all sort of falls into place. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you stop thinking, I have to, if, you know, it's something about me, mm -hmm. that's the negative voice. Yes. Right. But the way to solve it is just do something for somebody else. And I mean, it's just the, the daylight changes. Everything yeah. changes. Yeah. If you stop, just thinking about yourself mm -hmm. but you it's hard to find that I mean, you you don't yeah. always know that you're doing that mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that's that seems to be when you can what's wrong what's wrong mm -hmm. go do something for somebody else and yeah. then it falls into place go mm -hmm. make a pie go, go make, make a so pie. that's i'm going to use go make a i'm going to use that and, 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 it, and it may mean oh, lots of say, different things yes mm -hmm. and we close out 2022 
with Lori Roberts, Joy Pursuing, Kelton Enich, and Ken Bartle on your Dreams and Bones podcast. I, I do think it is really hard as a person who has spent my whole adult life being a critiquer of writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the job of an English teacher. Much of my time is to critique other people's writing. I have a really hard time critiquing my own or hearing my own with any sort of what feels like. I just don't feel like I have the ability to know if anything I've written, song or word, is any good. Mm. And it's only because of the feedback I get from others. I have a few, even though I've blogged very little in the last five years, I have a few blog fans that I think of. I think about Sydney Grubb. And mm-hmm. I think about mm-hmm. my niece Taylor, mm-hmm. who say, anything you write, I want to read it. <laughs> and then I think, oh, really? Really? Oh, well, maybe I need to be writing then. Mm-hmm. So I think that I have trouble knowing if what I'm doing is any good. It is I find, I relate to it. Who, who said, gosh, was it my guy Hemingway who said writing's easy, you just open up a vein and bleed on the page? <laughs> I find writing tedious, challenging, and then every once in a while, wonderful. And I just, I know as much as anything, I need the stamina to sit down and do it. I need to become a writing streaker. You know, I need to streak mm. right. So I say to myself, I don't mean, yeah, you guys know what I mean by writing. writing <laughs> yes. I want to write every day. Yeah. And I'm not writing every day. And I want to write every day. And you said recently about your run streak that is now It'll, it'll be nine years of not missing a day of running on May 31st, so you, in about two weeks. Yeah, and I heard you say recently that uh, it's the last year or so, it's been at least two miles a day. Yes. That you weren't satisfied with one, one mile, mile a day. It needed to be two miles a day. So how long, in your mind, do you need to write each day for it to count... As writing, because clearly if you ran a hundred yards every day, that would not satisfy you. Right. Would five minutes of writing a day satisfy It would, to start with. It would. And I know that that alone would be a really great place to start. Although I I do think I need to, to go further. And I'd like to say more like, probably to start with 15 minutes a day would be a good goal mm-hmm. to start with. Oh boy, can I? <laughs> I mean, I, it's no, it's no uh, surprise or news to anybody that I've had terrible relationships in my life, and it's not. I'm not pointing fingers and saying you're terrible people, but I had some terrible people that I married, and um, major resistance in my ability to create mm-hmm. uh, a very abusive relationship to where. I had no self-confidence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back to this community, I had to rebuild it again. Mm-hmm. And um, those kinds of resistance were choices of mine. Mm-hmm. And I have to deal with that every day. And when, mm-hmm. the, when the devil's working, he brings that back up, and it's like, oh, Julie, I don't mm-hmm. need to do that. Mm-hmm. But I often think about, what have I missed? What could have I had? Mm-hmm. 
what could have been. Mm -hmm. To me, that's what hell is. Mm -hmm. To have an eternity of looking at what could have been in your life. Mm -hmm. Just spend the rest of your life seeing this could have been, this could have been. You know, and and I have a God that's bigger than that. Mm -hmm. He helps me through that. But those kinds of things were great resistance for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. As far as uh, self-confidence when things were pretty good, you know, I don't see a lot. I don't have a lot of those until this last with COVID and retirement. Mm-hmm. I was somebody who just got things done. Mm-hmm. I just figured out how to do it. And it wasn't because I wanted the glory. I just, it had to happen. Mm-hmm. People often said to me, why did you stay in this town? Mm-hmm. Why did you not get out? Mm-hmm. And I I was always felt that there was a need. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you go on and like teach at a junior college? Well, they needed me here. Mm-hmm. And I felt that's where God wanted me. And I wanted to teach my kids. Like I said before, you love music. Something I love. I want you to love it. Yeah, so like I said, my biggest regrets from my childhood are all of these things that I never did. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had been in choir. I wish I had been in band. I wish I had been in drama. I wish I had taken any dance lessons, anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do any of those things because I was very scared to do things in front of people, just uh-huh. like I'm sure that's the reason why anybody does mm-hmm. that. But in retrospect, I wish that somebody would have just made me do it. Mm -hmm. And I wish that my parents would have just made me do it. But I was also involved in so many other things. It wasn't like I was just like not doing anything. So I think that first and foremost, I think, and I talk about this at the beginning of my speech class every year, just like anxiety of doing things or performing things in front of people and anticipating poor feedback or judgment or whatever Mm -hmm. um, is something that I experience and I've always experienced my whole life. Yeah, which is why I never did any of those things. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I always tell my kids, I always tell my kids this this exact thing. Like, I regret, I regret so much not doing that. And if there's, if you have anything inside of you that can just overcome that and go do that thing, you should do it. Because mm-hmm. you're never going to look back and say, I regret mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you're not. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what there is, how really best you can overcome that besides somebody encouraging you and pushing you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really hope that I am for students is to push them and, you know, say, I love that line. And all yeah. of a sudden they're like, yeah. right. which I definitely had people in my life that did that for me, but I, I just wish that I had done all of it. Mm-hmm. For me, I think, especially with writing time, time is just such a hard thing. Mm-hmm. I fill my time. So to the brim, yeah. with so many <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is something I'm really thankful that I I got this creative writing class back because yeah. I have this my journal next to my like mm-hmm. right by my computer and every time they write I write like yeah. it is mm-hmm. absolutely a rule for me I'm not mm-hmm. going to enter grades I'm not going to you know. good for you and I do and one of my other things that I that is really oh, important to good me for is you. I don't sit at my desk and write I go sit at a student desk and write nice. and that makes such a huge difference nice. and also I also do. We do silent reading on Fridays, and that's mm. also a rule of mine. I will never work while my kids are reading. I will also read with them Good for, for enjoyment, and I will go sit with them. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're all together just doing the same thing, and it, it really makes such a huge difference. Yeah. So that oh, is how I'm overcoming great. my writing 
yes. time That's roadblock right. type of thing. Yeah. I, I think any time I start a new project, uh, um, I will go... Mm, is this what I really want to do? Is this, oh, I don't know if I can do this mm -hmm. or not. One of the houses we lived in had a moisture problem, and so the church decided to put in uh, an earth stove. Mm -hmm. Well, we needed to have some kind of backing so that it didn't catch the walls on fire. So I had a bright idea. I was going to build a brick wall behind it. <laughs> Never, ever in my life had I ever mm. did brickwork. Mm. But I ended up doing brickwork. Mm -hmm. And the, the highest compliment I got was from our son who was in college. And he came home and said, wow, that looks really good. <laughs> and... You know, and that with, was before YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yes. <laughs> but I had bloody fingers yes. <laughs> because I couldn't do, you know, the, the rock work it without my hands touching sure. it and doing each piece. Wow. But, but, you know, I, I think I put the negativity sure. in, okay, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You've never done it before. Okay, let's try it anyway. Yeah. It was extremely hard at times. Um, even at uh, going to seminary, we had a, a class that we jokingly called Poovies Movies. Oh. <laughs> and it was a preaching class that uh, at the end you had to be filmed in front of the class. Mm. And uh, then it was critiqued by the entire class and the oh. teacher. And I remember sweating bullets mm -hmm. because, again, you know, it, it, it's just I'm not out there. <laughs> right. and, and some of my teachers even would say that uh, he, he's a really good student, but he's an enigma. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I have a tendency to step back and right. not be in the forefront. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's just, yeah. again, part of my personality. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. Thank heaven for theater because right. it's yep. pushed me out of my shell. Yeah, and I think about how probably the work in the theater also helped with the preaching. And I mean, they probably all yeah. kind of worked together. The, and They yeah. did, yeah. yeah. It really did. Mm -hmm. um, timing, right. telling a, a short story. Yes. or yeah. you know, It all, all goes together yeah. to be creative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And have you ever had the experience of being so into a character in the theater that it bled over into Sunday morning preaching? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I did Escanaba in the Moonlight, I grew my beard. And, of course, standing up in the pulpit, I had this long beard standing there. And every once in a while, because of Jimmer's language, I... I would get a word or two wrong, oh. so uh, it, and I, everybody would laugh. Uh -huh. You know, everybody understood. Right, and uh, you know, it just—it was. There you have it—the final episode of our five-part review of 2022. Carol. 
What thoughts come to mind as we close out our first year of the Dreams and Bones podcast? Well, I have two thoughts. The first regarding our guests, I love how I think each of them were really influenced by their parents, Mm -hmm. either one of their parents or both of their parents in their creativity and were just encouraged by their parents and they just had a big influence on that. The second part is um, it's been fun watching you, Paul, um, throughout this process of doing this podcast and you learning different things about editing, about sound, and just how to make this podcast better. I'm doing technology. You are doing technology. (laughs) I think I should go bake a pot. That's the one line from this that I will think I want to always remember is when Joni Bartel said, if you're in trouble, if things are rough, go bake a pie. Go bake a pie. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members for their support and let you know if you have found us and you're not a member, but you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Woolen roberts Join us next Friday for a new year and all new episodes on your Dreams and Bones podcast. Thank you.